Welcome to Jews Taekwondo Podcast. Well, hello everyone. This is Gordon Jew at Jews Taekwondo, and today I have Ms. Rose Fowler. She's one of our cardio kickboxing instructors. How are you doing today, Rose? I'm doing great. Hey, Rose, I um, thought we'd chat a little bit about um, your husband's experience, and um, he's been doing Taekwondo for about four years or so. He's a yellow belt. Maybe if you can give us a little bit of background about um, his situation and why he started doing Taekwondo. Sure. So uh, when Bill was 58, he had a small stroke, which revealed something much greater, which was vascular dementia. And it was a big life change for us. It meant that uh, he was going to be in a situation where his memory would be slowly declining. Uh, And I really didn't know what that meant. The best I could do was start to think about things that would help him strengthen his memory. Uh, Through a conversation that I'd had with Mr. Wold, one of our black belts at the studio, Mr. Wold had said he'd love to start to teach Bill some Taekwondo as a means of self-defense, knowing now that Bill was um, dealing with a a health situation. But what that did is it, it occurred to me that Taekwondo is a practice and it requires a lot of memory. I thought that that would be really beneficial for him in a lot of different ways. Uh, Camaraderie. I love the fact that we belong to the studio. I was encouraged that Mr. Wald, who is uh, our senior black belt, wanted to take Bill on as a student. Uh, Obviously, Gordon, you too, saying that you would be very open to bringing Bill on. And it gave Bill a chance to do exercise because that's part of the program. But then it was the practice, learning the and Gordon, you're going to have to correct me because I'm going to call it a routine, but learning the routines is a part of building rote memories. And one of the things I do know about Bill's illness is that his brain injury, uh, his vascular dementia has yet to affect his uh, basal ganglia, which is where you store your rote memories. So anything that you do repetitively is really good. And here we are. Uh, He was diagnosed six and a half, almost seven years ago, I was told I would have to move him into a care facility within three to five years. Have not. He is still very independent. And I do feel strongly that getting him involved with Taekwondo is a part of the overall wellness that he's experienced and why he continues to do very well and surprise everyone. Yeah, no, I've seen a a lot of progress with him. I remember in the beginning it was hard for him to move left or right. And just recently, we were doing, well, as you called it, a routine. We call it um, patterns. So I do actually a lot of pattern work with him. And uh, recently, he's able to do the patterns on his own without me counting. I might do it with him, but he can he can do it. He can follow along. So you can see that his uh, memory or the connection is much better. It, it is. And it's an interesting thing with how memory works works. If I were to ask Bill, can you show me one of the patterns? He'll just look at me blankly and say, I don't know. I can't start anything. <laughs> yeah. He'll just flat out tell me, I don't know what that is. But the funny part is, is when I've dropped in to one of his classes and watched him is that at the moment you or Mr. Wold start the pattern, he starts to follow. And I can tell that he's going through memory. As you were just saying, it's not because um, you know, someone's telling him, do this, do this, do this. The memory is there. I know he has created a memory. It, it's more that initial initiate it, but once right. he sees it, 
it's there. Right. Which is very impressive. Let's put it this way. He had a small event. And, right. And he, 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 but he didn't show any of the symptoms of a stroke. Right. So uh, he didn't, he wasn't, his heart rate wasn't elevated. I mean, it was, it was really an odd thing uh, because he was just started acting strange. That right. was really the event. So it, again, a lot of times medicine is about coming to a conclusion of what the least, what, what are the eliminating things? Well, it can't be this, it can't be that. So ultimately they came back to him and said, well, I must have had a small stroke. Right, TIA right. Or, or, or maybe a TIA and he'll resume, but then he didn't. And at least the scans, the neurologist knew, he knew from the get-go, Gordon, that something was different because when Bill just wasn't starting to recover, it, it was obvious that something had triggered, you know, that's when the neurologist said, this doesn't look right. I, the way I look at it is I think whatever that little event was, it affected his librarian, as I call it, the thalamus part of the brain. Right. And up until that point, he was having, definitely having memory hiccups. I mean, I was teasing him about, you know, hey, you know, your, your memory's really sliding. I just didn't realize what that meant. So once, that, the, once his librarian, the thalamus part of the brain was damaged, and that's the event that happened that night, right. then he no longer had the ability to get to the part of the brain that was healthy. And that's, and so, and then we went through all those. I went to UCSF, he went to Stanford. And in the end, the letter that the, the neurologist wrote to me was, you know, our conclusion is due to lack of evidence as to what's caused this, we're just going to say it's a vascular dementia. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So we're like, uh, so it, it really was. It's written as though, well, we've looked at everything, can't figure out what it is, therefore it must be this. Huh. But they really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, true with all of us in some ways, you know, just like it is. I am. Um, sometimes I can't remember names. So how do you remember names? You keep saying it. Right. <laughs> just keep trying. Right. Repetition, right? Or people right. want to go from point A to point B as fast as possible. You know, let's kind of get a lot of students that says, well, when can I be a black belt? Well, it takes a lot of training, a lot of repetition, and sometimes it can be really boring. Because we do the same things over and over and over and over. But that's how it, ingra- it gets ingrained. Right, right. And I'm not quite sure why some people are better at the repetition and having it be ingrained than others. And I don't know if it's more of um, uh, having uh, an awareness of why while you're doing the practice over and over again that helps to, uh, you know, really make it, um, like I said, what I want to say, you're, it's, it's permanently embedded versus some people can do something over and over again and they still don't get it. Right. Uh, it, it, you know, there is a difference in people. I, I know that. I, I get told frequently that I have a very good memory, which there's certain irony in that. Uh, and, and I would say, well, you know, like you, Gordon, I'm, I'll stumble over names. You know, geez, you know, I, I can recall. I, I, I hear it a lot at work. The, the truth is I actually do have a very good memory, especially a visual memory. Right. I, I'm, and, and that's another thing with like with Bill, when they did all the testing with Bill, there is a difference in between a cognitive memory and a visual memory and Bill's and they know where the visual memory is stored. That part of Bill's brain is not affected, at least the last time we did the scans. Mm. So as long as Bill sees something, he recognizes it. That's why he can still drive. Because oh. the, driving is rote, driving is visual, uh, his visual memory, great. 
I'd say that's true of a lot of people. I'd say that's the same with me. When people say I have a very good memory, I kind of think they're right, especially when I've seen it before. Um, I, I'm, I'll watch people when I'm in a fitness class, a fitness class that I'm not teaching, and I'll realize how quickly I've caught on to what the next move's going to be. Right. Or I start to get, I see what that, the pattern, what the pattern is. And I, I watch other people and they don't, they're not, I can't say they're not paying attention, but, but, but their focus is somewhere else. Maybe their mind's wandering. You know, it, it's, memory's tricky. It's hard yeah, to say. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I find that true yeah. to, with a lot of students is that um, if they're not um, engaged, you know, I'm following along, but I'm not. In, they're not engaged. Yes. Yeah. That's and it. Yeah. Then you don't see the kind of results that you are looking for. Yeah. And sometimes I have parents. Oh, how come he's not? Learn-? Well, he's just keep practicing. Try to be more engaged in what what they're doing. I think that really helps. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I, I think you're on on mark. I, I, I don't know if you know. I've been taking yoga more and more in the last couple of years. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, adding it's a complement to the cardio. And I find it so interesting is that because I do think about what I'm doing and I want to make sure that my body's in the correct position or, you know, I'm holding my arms correctly or I've shifted my hip forward. You know, a lot of yoga is very subtle, right? But those, those subtleties make a big difference. And what I find happens is they'll go through a cueing process in a series. It's also patterns, by the way, it's also right. patterns. <laughs> and, and they'll, they'll start us moving through this uh, and you're or in yoga, they call it a flow. Uh-huh. They're going through a flow and once I get that the flow again, I find that sometimes I'm the one who's ahead of the group. Right. You know where, I, then I kind of pause and like, oh, I'm already in this position, and it, and I think it's it's because I am thinking about how my body is engaged. Right. And I, and when someone makes a comment and why that shoulder needs to be there, why you want to push the hip forward, or no, you're on the ball of your feet, you're not pushing back, or if you move your center of gravity here, you're more likely to be able to do the next move. As long as I'm paying attention to those details, I'm also remembering where I am in the flow. Um, and, and while I think there's other people, I think they're just being wait to be told. Right, uh, right. Yeah, I think engaged is a really good point. So. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because today I think we're so distracted, right? Your phone is beeping all the time or it's just, as I don't know, the MTV error yeah. where everything's fast and um, you can't concentrate or focus too long on something. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I wish we wouldn't be like that. We're, we're gonna. I, I. I don't know what we'll, we'll see as the consequences of this accelerated way we operate now. It, it's really hard to predict. I, I see it so much, so much at work. I, you know, I work with the design team, and I'm I'm constantly frustrated over the lack of design. I'm getting stuff. I'm not getting well thought out stuff. Mm. And then I'm the one who sits there and pushes back and says. Not good enough. <laughs> it's not good enough. Yes, yes, and and I I, I had this situation this week, and, and finally the creative director said to me, "Well, Rose, you just really have to understand we are so slammed." And I got thinking about it. He's right. They're so slammed that the designers are nothing more than technicians. All they're doing is just going through the motion to get stuff off, you know, emailed off, 
as opposed to really thinking about what it is they're emailing off. And uh, my my design studio, Gordon, has uh, you know several very well paid senior people, and we seem to bask in the glory of a lot of junior people. Yeah, primarily so that way we don't have to pay as much and we have a bigger studio. Problem is the junior people don't have the experience. So when they're being pushed to do something at an accelerated rate, they're going to take the path of least resistance, and I don't fault them at all. They've been told they have to deliver something by a particular time, and so they're going to go the easiest route. And the easiest route isn't necessarily engaging what's going to be the good, you know, what's going to look correct, what's going to be the best solution for the client, or or the other thing, what's going to be structurally sound. You know, I'm right. stunned more and more how many solutions I get, and I'm like, uh, this will fall down. You know? <laughs> and and it, and it and there's no thinking in it. There's all action in it. They're on the computer. They're clicking. They're moving. They're touching. They're pulling. They're dropping. They're you know, they're sizing up. They're sizing down. It, it, there, there's lots of action, but no thought about it. And in fairness to them, it's because everything's expected so quickly. That's, I, I am, uh... You know, that's really interesting the way you describe that um, because that reminds me of some, some of our Taekwondo students because they want to get to black belt as fast as possible. I said, don't worry about trying to be there as, as quickly as possible, but to work on the fundamentals and keep working on being better and just slow down. It's, it's, there's no hurry. For, well, for us in Taekwondo, there's no, we don't have a, a deadline really. Yeah. I mean, we could put a deadline, right? In two yeah. years, you want I want to be a black belt. Well, okay, but um, that depends on that individual, right? How focused they yeah. are, and how much time they want to put into something. I mean, it's probably like your design team. You could probably get it done, but they've got to really focus and really put in a lot of effort in order to get that time frame done. Yeah, yeah, and it is that, and it's. I can say that the senior people actually can get there very quickly, but they've got the practice behind. Right, they get the experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've already put in the due diligence, so now they they are their skill sets very refined, and, and so these guys. Like I said it's a kind of catch twenty two because I have to go back then and, and argue with management that the amount of uh, dollars that I'm supposed to charge a client based on the amount of hours that a designer's put into something is, is a bit frustrating when I've got a junior designer who, you know, might take 10 hours and I can, you know, at, at 145 an hour, that's what we bill. Right. Where the creative director at 185 might get it done in three. If you were to do the math, the more cost-effective approach would have gone for the creative director. Right. So it's an interesting thing. But but in that in that junior and senior as well, our junior designers also are younger, and they're the generation of they're more interested in the execution of the task versus in what the task represents. If you were to do it well, right. It's it's an interesting shift I'm seeing happening, and I don't fault them. I think it has more to do with the fact that we're in this instant gratification society based on the fact that these these wonderful devices can provide us information in nanoseconds. It's, it's, it is really interesting times. You know, think about it, Gordon. When you and I were going to school, to get the type of information we can get in a second off of a Google search required us going through the effort oh, yeah. of getting into, you know, talking to experts, going to the library, um, lugging around books, and, and figuring out the deductive reasoning it was going to take to get to that answer. Okay. I've, I've looked through all this. So if it's not here, then where would it be? What am I not aligning with what should be, what's going to get me to the path of solution. 
our, our young people don't have that exercise. Our young people have, you know, iPad, iPhone, Google it in, comes up, answer comes up. Right. I, it, so the effort for the answer to get to, to the correct solution is instantaneous. And that means that they're losing the skill set to do deductive reasoning, to uncover facts, to go through a point of discovery. All that's gone away. Um, it's because it's instant. And so then consequently, then when they are, are being practiced in their skill set for work, in my case, which is a design studio, which is, you know, we're designing three-dimensional museums and retail environments and the exhibits like what I do, um, you know, we've, we've got a media group, we have a two-dimensional group. It's fascinating to me, this lack of um, finish, understanding what finish is, or, or I find myself saying I don't feel like anyone owns their job. And the truth is the, the job I'm expecting them to own isn't the job they think they're doing. Right. They just, you know, they just think they're, you know, Plugging working along. on a computer. Yeah. It's, it's, this is it's what I was supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really it's good it enough. Is, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. It's uh, unfortunate that um, he has that situation. He's in that situation. But I'm sure we're all in that kind of situation. Even as we get older, I find myself... Um, having memory lapse as well. I agree. I, I mean, it, dementia is actually a part of aging because uh, the heart is a muscle. As all as we age, our muscles atrophy. Heart can't pump as efficiently as it was when it was younger without getting brain, uh, without getting that brain, without getting good blood flow to the brain, which is fully oxygenated. Our memory declines because we start to lose brain cells. That is a part of the no more aging process. People with dementia, it's accelerated. So you're absolutely right. The more that we can do to continue to, uh, one, keep our muscles strong, including our heart, um, that's part of my reason why I'm still involved with cardio kickboxing, but, but just keeping that practice in place, it's, it's like all of the body. The more you continue to use it, the, the better off you are. So I, I absolutely agree. It doesn't, you don't have to be someone who's been diagnosed with um, a genetic or not a genetic with a, a progressive de disease like Bill, we're all getting older. So doing something that, that is good for us in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very positive. Yeah. Keep exercising, keep working on, um, I, I guess, brain exercise like yeah. Sudoku. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or um, Taekwondo is a great way of doing that. You know, everyone does different things for different reason and even if you're don't need self-defense you know something like this can really help us as far as keeping us sharp mentally sharp correct you know and, and we really don't know when those memories are actually going to come forward either and you you, you mentioned about self-defense i mean that was what mr wold's first thought was I'd like to help Bill so that if in the event he finds himself in a difficult situation, he'll know how to defend himself. And my intent wasn't that. My intent was more about the practice. But the reality is, while that's being um, you know, brought into Bill and he's remembering it, or any of us who are taking uh, Taekwondo, it, the practice of self-defense is also being um, 
put into us, I don't know if that's the right word is naturally, but it, it becomes a part of it. You know, it, it's, it's something where I wouldn't be surprised if Bill happened to find himself in a difficult situation, that which he's gone through will come forward. You know, that those things that he's learned in Taekwondo are there. You don't, it's, it always surprises me when uh, he brings something to the conversation or in, uh, you know, what, whatever we're doing. And I realize that he's remembered something it's there. So I agree that it's, it's part, it's, it's a lot of different things and self-defense is part of it. Sure. So we don't want to have to think about it. Right. Think about something, right? It becomes more um, second nature, or yeah, you just right. respond. See, even as we are younger and we do have all that memory skill or whatever, the physical skills, it does have to be performed repetitively so that you don't think about it. Right. Kind of like what um, Bruce Lee says, um, I'm not afraid of the, the man who knows 10,000 kicks I'm afraid of the man that does does a kick 10,000 times. So it's repetition. Yeah. Well, very good. I uh, really appreciate you being on the, our podcast and sharing your story. And uh, maybe next time we can catch up and you can share your story about how you became one of our cardio kickboxing instructor. <laughs> okay. Sounds fun. That sounds fun. That. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Thank you very much, Rose. All right. Thanks, Gordon. Talk to you later.